Welcome everyone to the Enthusiast Life D&D session here. I am your DM, Mark Turcotte. Welcome to session two of the Ballad of Clastonia. And joining me here, Mr. Cassian Fairwind, Matt Clark. Matt, what's up, man? Hey, hey, happy Thursday. Stoked to, to get down to action and see where this mystery goes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, Mr. Moa Rockseeker. Neilius, Neil, what's up, dude? Oh, hey, man. Excited to be here. Happy Thursday. That's right. Happy Thursday. Woo. And finally, our nice stealth rogue, Rictus himself, Kens. Kens, what's up, dude? Going on. I'm a little concerned. We left on a pretty, pretty big cliffhanger last time, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And we're going to be jumping in here. Um, all right. Are you guys ready? So last oh, yeah. last session, you both you all woke up within a uh, jail cell, kind of in this makeshift uh, orc fortification. And uh, across the way, you met Brachus, who was a half orc who was imprisoned by his brother. He informed you, the uh, orc Jaldar, who seemed to be up to some nefarious deeds. And you broke out of the cell, kind of went through a couple orcs to find yourselves in an arena um, where Jaldar had set up. Uh, all these other orcs kind of up top. There was uh, a big presentation, a conversation back and forth between him and his brother. A uh, orc warlock showed up who had some sort of crystal that he began to use to remove the eye or stab into the eye of Jaldar. But before you could see that kind of come to its fruition, a arcane portal opened up behind you. And uh, the wizard uh, Raymond came through and ushered you through. Now, I didn't... Forget to note that you all pretty much were suffering from amnesia. Didn't know exactly why you were there. Uh, Raymond restored your memories and filled you in as to why you were there. He had sent you to find this crystal, actually. He told you of a elf who was dying, showed up at his uh, abode, and uh, said that the crystal must be found before he died. And so Raymond sent you to get it, tasked you to do that. Um, you told him what you were told by... Uh, Brachus and what Jaldar told you and so he asked you yet again to go and find the Tome of the Unbound, a book that is in the capital city of Lanier. Uh, along your adventure there, you you began going, you stopped by in Windvale. Uh, Rictus, you caught up with some of your family while you were there. You met your best friend Kevlin while you were there, who's very excited to see you. And uh, uh, you spent the night and you took off and were on your way down the road. Now, along the way to Lanier, you came across a um, small village that uh, was strewn all across the ground, all these dead bodies. Um, some were uh, bleeding and, and just had gouges out of them. Some others actually seemed to have some sort of uh, magical decay to them, some sort of uh, like, like the flesh was decaying on them. Um, th there was also this fog that was kind of all encompassing around this town. And even, even the sun was blacked out, uh, by this, uh, you heard a scuffle on a roof. You looked up and standing above you was this creature, uh, with just three fingers and a, a thumb with just long claws at the end, spines coming off its back and one giant, just ominous green eye staring down at you. And that's where we left off. So, um, picking up here where we are now the creature just begins to just still just look at you and just just kind of hiss just glaring at you 
What are you guys going to do? It's still on the roof? or Still on the down? roof. Just still on the roof, just kind of swaying back and forth. Just, mm. just imagine, ever see the movie Signs and how those aliens just kind of stand there when it's like in the living room, just kind of not just moving a little bit, just <laughs> just. Where's our glasses of water? Oh, I, I actually hadn't seen it. So now that I know that it's aliens, I guess I don't have to see it. Okay. <laughs> There's that. Swing uh, away. Just swing away. Yeah, yeah. Could I do a check to see if I know what type of creature it is? Sure. Give me a uh, give me a history check. See if you know. Oh, oh. Any anything else you'd like religion? me to check besides history? Um, like like a religious beast, maybe nature or nature. we can go nature. I'll give you a nature. I'll give oh, a nature okay, check. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, that is a ten. 10 okay so you look at this creature and you know the first thing that comes to mind is cyclops but obviously it's much smaller than a cyclops you've never seen anything like this um before got it um however in staring at this thing and trying to figure out what it is um it's going to use its ability of weird insight looking at you because you're kind of taking some time so please go ahead and roll me a uh, charisma check what? Okay. Everybody? No, just 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 Matt. Ah. It's like uh Mike Wazowski. Right? Okay. You guy? That is So I have a plus 0 to charisma. So would you just be my role? Uh that's an 11. Ooh, okay. He rolled a 14 for his wisdom. So in doing that, this creature somehow able to peer into your mind and find something about you. And it just, you begin to hear it kind of hiss a little bit. And it just says, Father, dead. And it leaps down, roll for initiative. Oh, shit. <laughs> Hitting where it hurts. Ooh, it's rolling a six. Yikes. I'm just going to do it in here. 18. Okay. 17. Okay. 16. 16. Okay. So that's going to be a Cassian, a Rictus, a Moa, and then the creature. All right. So it jumps down. Um, I mean, it's going to be kind of within range because all three of you were just kind of there. So um, it's standing right in front of you within reach. Um, We'll say uh, Cassian. So what are you going to do? Okay. Um, I want to... So I explained to everybody that uh, I had a little misunderstanding with my weapons last week. So what uh, I do have that I carry with me is this... Uh, it's my druidic focus for spellcasting. It's a wooden staff. And the end of it is like wood gnarled into like this the shape of a closed fist. That's like one end of it. Um, so I'm going to take that and I'm just going to go just to like smack him with it. Okay. I'm going to strike him with it. Um, just a little melee. So. Get him in the eye. That is. is... Go ahead. It doesn't want to. D&D Beyond, Hold, it's working. Yeah, we're, we're going to try and roll it through there. Uh, a 13. Okay, are you? Are, is this a swing or is this like a poke? Kind of with it. Is this a swing? 
This is a swing. Okay. All right. So you you kind of take this your staff back and you pull it back and you give a good swing and it just immediately kind of does like a backflip back and then just kind of rushes back forward. You just Ooh. just miss it. Okay. Um, I would like to use a bonus action um, to use two weapon fighting and take another swing at it. You got two weapons no. equipped? Don't you need two weapons equipped for that? Or no? Yeah, so if you have like a small weapon... Like two daggers two or we- like two, two different swords. weapons equipped. I thought I could yeah. use like... But okay, no cool. Um, uh, no, then I'll hold. You're gonna stay right there. Um, I'll t- I'll move like ten feet back. Okay. All right, uh, Rictus, what are you gonna do? Um, so, how tall is this thing? Uh, it's probably about, we'll say like six and a half feet. I mean, it's tall. Okay. Okay. Um. But it's hunched over like it's not really you know it's not i mean and if it was standing tall but it is kind of hunched so i guess being hunched over is probably about maybe four four and a half because it's all just kind of okay creepily is there is it reasonable to make a certain check to like try to find like a something that might look like a weak point i mean the eye might be obvious but i mean yeah i guess go insight and see yeah. okay pop that eye uh eight okay eight uh i mean looking at it you don't really see because the the way the scales kind of cover this thing i mean it it (laughs) looks like it definitely has some sort of natural armor i mean it's not wearing any kind of armor but um just kind of like what you said there the eye looks like it would be the biggest target definitely okay so that's that's my main action i guess and so i still have a bonus action uh can you still attack with a bonus action or is that just like other certain attacks you can but not normal ones yeah no I, like usually like guild checks or like okay perception abilities i i don't know i wouldn't call that an action okay so that maybe maybe a bonus action right you're just like okay. looking them over so maybe we can say you that agree, Mark? was the bonus action yeah that was i would take that as a bonus action yeah okay then for my it. action i'll run up and take a slash at the eye with my okay. short sword go for it uh, with a 22 to hit. Definitely hits. And seven damage. Okay. All right, so you take one swipe, and it just... And it kind of, like, rushes back, and it's holding inside, and then just just looks at you and just screams and just hollers just looking right back at you, and you can kind of just begin to see just slowly a little bit of a green Ooh. ooze blood kind of just start to kind of come down the side of it. Okay. Uh, Moa. But all right, <clears throat> let's let's uh, add to that, and I'm gonna two hand spear him in the eye. <laughs> uh, Eleven to hit. No, that misses. Okay, right. so in the process of this thing kind of lunging and or kind of rolling back and I'm grossed out about the eye goo, so I'm yeah. like, ugh, kind of closing <laughs> my eyes, looking back away, and like. Go away from me. Yeah, when he when he turns to scream Erictus, yeah, that's when you see it and it just freaks you out. And you're like, whoa, you kind of like cringe back and just miss uh, <laughs> with the spears you go for it. Um, are you going to stay in place? Uh, yes, or okay. he'll take an opportunity attack, I'm sure, if I move. Okay, so. now this thing, um, because it turned to look 
at Rictus uh, when it screamed. It's going to use something called Rotting Gaze. So I need you to roll a uh, constitution save, Rictus. 14. 14, that, that succeeds. So it turns, and just because you slashed at it, typically this thing would be able to just look at anything and just force all its power and, and begin to decay the flesh on whatever it's looking at. Um, but because of that little slash you got and kind of the goop that's coming down, now it's unable to do so. So it completely misses uh, in its gaze, and it's really starting to look frustrated now. And um, it's just going to kind of stand still and, and just wait to see what you guys are going to do. So back to you, Cassian. Um, uh, should we uh, bird box it and just like put blindfolds on so he can't gaze into our eyes? Uh, uh, maybe because I still don't know if this guy is like he's not like outright attacking us, so I don't know if remember we are the bad guys. How dare you? (laughs) Or, um. I want to. Hmm. Um. Dang it! I'm gonna use. Uh, I'm gonna use a misty step, and like teleport <laughs> right behind. Okay. Nice. I think that's a good um, action. That is, what is it considered for me? Yeah. Um, Until attack them or whatever you want. And I'm not going to attack, but I'm going to get within five feet. Okay. Behind him. And that'll be my turn. That's your turn. Okay, Rick, this to you. All right, I will take another swipe. I, with a 22 to hit. That definitely hits. Damn. And nine damage. Nine Ooh, damage. Like Rectus. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you uh, take another swipe at it and just kind of slash from the other side. And you begin to almost see kind of the pulp underneath the bottom of the eye just kind of begin to go. And again, the thing just lets out a big streak. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of lunges back. It actually kind of bumps into um, Cassian who's behind oh, him. Dang it. Cassian kind of went in, but you know, Cassian, you're lucky enough to just be coming out of your misform, so the the spikes on the back of this thing don't don't do any damage. Um, Moa, to you. Okay, if he's he's fallen back a little bit, he's mm-hmm. out of my reach. Uh, so he, he yeah, yeah, we'll say he back. is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'll step back a little bit, maybe like ten feet, and then I'll uh, shoot an Eldritch blast at him. Okay, will that possibly damage Cassian at all? Is there any AOE effect to that? Or I think we maybe no, not. No, it's nope. like a, a single target um, hit. So I mean, if I really miss, then maybe. Okay. If I if I roll a one, maybe <laughs> we'll but, see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Let's see. Uh, Twelve to hit. Twelve to hit. That misses. All right. And so, uh, I, so you I shoot, shoot the your Eldritch blast. Goes flying and it. Uh, just whizzes past Cassian's head and kind of hits the building uh, behind him, just leaving kind of a big singe mark on the building back there. And you can actually see kind of the fog and mist that was there just kind of, you know, part ways as it, as it hits the building. And um, so it's going to be uh, the creature's turn now. Um, 
it's going to um, lunge at you because you were the, or actually, no, it's going to, it's going to lunge at Rictus um, because Rictus, uh, I mean, you're still right there. You're slashing at this thing and uh, you're doing a lot of damage to it. So he actually gets a multi-attack uh, with two claw attacks. Um, so the first attack he rolls is a, gets, what is it? Plus two. So an 11. Uh, miss. Miss. Okay. And one more. Actually, you know, it's a plus four with the claw attacks. Uh, ooh, that was a natural 20 on that one. Um, so that's a 24. Um, so that's crit. He does, let's see, 1d6. So he's actually going to do 2d6, right? Two damage dice? Yeah. Uh, three and another three. So six. Okay. Two. So he lunges at you, just Ooh. somewhat blinded from all the green goop and everything. Just two big just swipes. And you just feel kind of the burning of the claws kind of going into your chest um, as he slashes down on top of you. And back up to Cassian. Sorry, my dogs are freaking out. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to use... Him, <laughs> oh, and I was like, you hit my dogs? What? This isn't that type of show. They're cheering um, on. Well, last week it was, I guess. Um, yeah. He used Guiding Bolt. <laughs> um, and just launch it at him. Okay. Range fell Okay. Um... So, flash of light streaks forward to the creature from me. Uh, yes, a ranged spell attack. So, yeah, next attack against him will have advantage too. That's an 18 to hit. Definitely hits. Nice. Okay. So, that is 4d6. D6. Ooh. Yeah. 14. 14. All right. So this just light you see comes streaking out of your hand and it just kind of engulfs the care the uh creature and just he kind of just goes falling back, screeching again, falls down on the ground, and there's this kind of mystical dim light now that's kind of glittering all over his skin as he's just kind of laying on the ground and he just slowly kind of pulls himself back up and just begins to stare again and just looking at you, Rictus. And it's your turn. Oh, is he is he not prone? What? Is he like prone on the he ground? No? Well, he, he well yeah, he knocked back, but I mean, he was able to kind of scramble himself up, but he's, he is kind of on all fours right now on the ground. But he's a creature who always is, you know. I mean, oh, okay. He, he okay. can walk upright, but think of like almost like a bear, you know, where like they can kind yeah. of well, do that, but he's cool, 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 cool. So, Rictus, to you. Take another swipe with a 14 to hit. Uh, no, that misses, actually. Yeah. Um, so just oh, the... you get uh, advantage? What did you say? With yeah, the that's right. Bolt? You get advantage because oh, of this dim oh, light, right. okay. the guiding bolt. Okay. How about a 17 to 17, hit? 17, that hits. Okay. Yeah. Okay, next time I, I remind us of a bad rule, you have to remember <laughs> that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, eight damage. Classic Neil. Uh, all right, so you slash again at the eye, and now you're really starting to kind of see the outer uh, part of the eyeball um, just kind of flapping a little bit. And it looks like oh. the thing is beginning to become enraged, that he's possibly now getting blinded uh, by this damage that's happening to him. And um, it is Moa's turn, Moa, to you. All right, Moa's going to be, uh, you know, a bit, a bit worried about his friend getting slashed around there, so he's going to... Um... 
get he's gonna jump back into it and try and get in between um the creature and rictus um and uh going with the spear again okay charging with the spear 13 to 13 hit. that misses so he kind of um, trips up yeah so you're able to get in between him but yeah you just kind of trip up because um this thing because it's kind of slashing about just um and all the pain that it is from it's losing its vision and, and not knowing where you are it's able to kind of just trip you up just a little bit um as you were going in there and so it's gonna stand up and i'm gonna have it swing at a disadvantage at you moa because you're kind of right in front of it um it's yeah. gonna try to do the multi-attack again but it's gonna be a disadvantage so the right claw will roll uh these are actually with a plus four so that is a 16 but disadvantage Ooh, is a three so three that one misses yeah. uh the other claw is gonna roll he gets a 12 and a five so yes. neither one can hit you. So he's just swinging and just screaming the whole time. <laughs> kind of just this high-pitched screech that now is just kind of, uh, you know, piercing um, the silence that's kind of here with all the fog. And back to you, Cassian. Question. Is he saying any, like, words in a language? No. Just no the, the only words you heard him say were what he said to uh, Cassian. Oh, and, and I only heard that. Or something? Yes. Or well, no, he, he said it, I think. I, I'm going to say he's been able to say it. Well, okay. no, yeah, yeah. we'll say you, you heard it in your head. You heard it in your head. Let's keep it that with that. Okay. Um, all right. So um, I am going to take one of the daggers out at my hip. Um, I'm still to the back of him, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just going to kind of run up, and I want to just plunge it in in its neck mm. i don't does it have a in the back, back of, of its, the eye yeah the back of the socket okay yeah the back of the head kind of go more for the back of the head trying to go through sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Neck, isn't it that's like a... <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so to 14 to hit 14, no that misses so you try to plunge in, and as you're going in, just one of the, the spikes kind of knocks your hand off to the side and kind of hits one of the little spikes that are on, the, on its back. Uh, the blade hits, kind of gets lost within all those. And so Rictus. So I have um, – I got that second dagger last week from uh, what's-his-bucket. You did, yeah. Could I use that in my two-weapon fighting? Sure. Go for it. Take that and – I that one just like glances off, and so I grab the other one real quick, spin it in my hand, and try and just use the other hand. Do it. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Same thing. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Same thing. All these spikes. He's just so well plated in the back. I mean, he's like Sonic the Hedgehog with all these things. You just you don't want to touch him. That was a natural one. And you miss it. Oh God. Ooh. Ooh. You drop your <laughs> I should have shared that one. <laughs> good enough. It's good enough. All right, we'll, we'll uh, bring it to you, Rictus. Uh, take another. Oh my god, that's a natural one. Oh. <laughs> Hit with the. <laughs> All right, so you went in for what a slash, <laughs> and uh, we're unable to do it now. At the same time, you were slashing because you both got natural ones. Um, we're gonna have uh, old Cassian take a little d4 damage, I think, because both <laughs> hands are caught up in the spikes. You miss, but then somehow tend to almost like push him into Cassian. And uh, so Cassian, you're taking uh, two, so two rude. damage, two damage. Okay, 
I got her because you both got back to back natural ones. I mean, you gotta... I'll see that and say, "Sorry, Cass." Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing? All right, Moa, go ahead. Stop attacking each other. We're all friends here, except this guy. This guy right here's my spear. Sixteen to hit. That hits. All right. Uh, oh, how do you want to do that? All right, so I'm just going yes. to recover from my friends hitting each other. I'm like, guys, this this is what you're supposed to hit right here. And then, uh, yeah, he, he was like flapping around, raging at, raging at me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to just kind of watch him a little bit and time time my attack to get right into him and lift him up a little bit with a, with a thrust upwards in my spear okay so you lift him and up then, and then when you and then slam him on the ground oh, oh perfect you slam him down on the ground and as you pull your spear out the eye actually just kind of just kind of pops oh. out and uh because it was kind of uh. cut up in the beginning it just kind of just flaps open almost like a an egg down on the ground and you can see inside there's actually this small green like crystalline object kind of in the center of the eye and um Kind of all around you, the the mist slowly begins to kind of dissipate and slowly just kind of go away. And you, in front of you, you begin to see even more um, of the little village folk that were there um, on the ground that you didn't see before. And you notice there's only just a handful of buildings in this village. It doesn't look like it was, you know, nowhere near anything like Windvale or anything like that. This was definitely just a smaller village. Now, again, this is at the base of the Silvertop Mountain, so this is like... Maybe a small little mining town is kind of what you're kind of gathering just from looking around. Um, I want to walk up to the eye with no care at all at how gross it is and just shove my hand into it and try to <laughs> grab the crystal. Okay, so you easily put your hand into it because it's just just a puddle of jelly goo down on the ground. Your hand kind of goes in and as you pull it out, just you hear it very, come out. Yeah, very graphic. Um, yep. Nancy and barfs in his mouth just a little bit. <laughs> I will. I will make a Constitution saving throw uh, for barfing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm grossed out right now. Yeah, everything you ate at the uh, Tipsy Hag last night just just totally there spilled out on the ground, all over the place. So um, is all the fog gone, or just like it? Is, you notice, yeah, it is slowly now dissipating, and you, the sun okay. kind of begins to kind of come out again. Um, you remember when you went into the village kind of off to the right um there was a sound inside one of the buildings and um you begin to hear it again kind of like a shuffling kind of in there and you, you notice all the windows are boarded up um in that house but it does sound like Is, there's a disturbance happening over there did you grab something out of the eye mm -hmm. I did. do so we Rick yeah so rictus you look at it and it is kind of this um essentially is some sort of crystal uh it's kind of shaped like a football shape like oval shape um and um definitely translucent i mean you kind of can hold it up to the light and you can see the sun through it um but other than that you know there's nothing else you can gather for what exactly it is but it was clearly the core of the eye of this creature does it look anything like the crystal that was being shoved into uh Bracus's brother there Different shape, um, but it is crystal, kind of like. Is that. it just a big eye booger? Since he's just a big <laughs> eye, you know, like when you wake up and that's the crusties. Yeah, 
I would take it and I would like put it really close to uh, Cassian's face and just say, "What do you think this is?" Uh, a check maybe. Can roll a check. I don't have a good arcana. Um, I, I mean, I could do nature, I guess, since it's a beast. I don't know if you the gem. Since it, I mean, since it was from inside of him, do nature. Uh, I, well, that's what as as Cassian, I would think that may, it might be part of this creature. I don't know if it's put in this creature. Oh, right. Yeah, that would be you because uh, uh, you you know you're very being from the Feywilds. You have a lot of knowledge of nature and all that. So, um, give a roll and see. Give a nature roll. Uh, uh, that's an eight. An eight. Okay, so you pretty green. Looking at it, yeah, you can't really tell um, whether it's natural or not, um, but it definitely has you know a crystalline texture to it, and um, it's a crystal for sure. But that's what uh, lick it. From it. What does it taste like, Rictus? <laughs> I will not. You you had no problem sticking your hand. Maybe Moa, Moa, will you? Still bird puking over here. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's bad. Just just give me a couple minutes here. Very um, unhelpful, and I'll just put it away. <laughs> um. So we we hear this skittering. Yeah. So while we'll say while you are looking at this uh, crystal and debating as to who's going to possibly taste it. Um, the door to the building kind of kicks open and you see a woman kind of just dressed in, in kind of tore up rags. She's got an apron on, hair pulled back, um, looking kind of disheveled. Her hair or her face is all, all dirty and she's got a crossbow and it's just shaking in her hands. And she's like, who are you? Who are you? And suddenly behind her, you see a little boy come running around and he's got a what looks to be just like a dinner knife in front of him he's like stay away stay away oh. and he's just oh gosh holding it out um, um moa will 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 catch catch his breath there and you know pr- throw his uh, wings up say hey we're we're not trouble we just took a care of some trouble you guys were we're dealing with here it was disgusting I don't know if you caught that. And she, of course we, of course we caught it. Just look at the bodies, look at them all around. And she kind of glances over and she sees the the creature on the ground. You, you killed that? Did you you kill that thing? You killed yeah, it? Yeah, I think I think this was the source of your problem. He he tried to do some weird, looky looky stuff at us, and I think all these people looked at him, uh, and then they just kind of ended up like that, but. It seems seems to be going away now. You see the sun's coming out again. There was a weird fog around around your town here, but well, uh, I you think, think I didn't notice? I think the threat is gone. You, you think I didn't notice? And she kind of puts begins to put the crossbow down, and she walks over to her son and, and tells him to put the knife down. And she kind of motions it down, like John, put it down, put it down. What? Why are you here? We were just passing through. Then all of a sudden, this thing jumped out. We're on our way to Lanier. Um, what? What is? What's the name what is, of this place? Are you this with this little town? Are you with them? Is that no? But if we were, that'd be. I mean, let's be some internal strife because we just killed one of our own. 
Uh, but no, we're not. And you see a, a little girl also come running out now, and she runs over and grabs the mom's leg. And, she's, and the little boy goes over and says, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Well, this, this, this town is Silver Spring, and we're, we're a fairly new town. Um, we're, we're a mining town. We're here. We decided to leave the city and try to make it on our own here. We were tired of, of living in poverty there, and we've only been here a few months. We've made the best we could do with some of the houses here, but um, things obviously went, went pretty bad. Um, I, what happened? Do you? Yeah, what happened? We, we had, we, some some orcs showed up, and were demanding to um, go into the mine where we've been mining, trying to make our profit, and they basically told all us women and and the elderly and and that to just stay here, and they took my husband and couple other men with them to the mine and they were gone for a few hours and and then just suddenly this mist just formed and that creature came in and just we tried to get away and and obviously you can see and she just oh god she kind of looks around and sees you know the rest of the bodies i don't know if anyone else is in the house any of these other houses but we, we were able to just hide in here and it never came in but it doesn't look like anyone else was fortunate enough to to avoid its wrath. Where's the mine? Well, if you if you follow the trail, and she kind of points towards the back, and you can see a, a trail that goes a little bit into the woods, but clearly towards the base of the mountain. It's it's back in there. Um, I again, I, I don't know. The orcs left. It's it's been at least a day or so. They've been gone, but no one has come back. And like I said, that creature just showed up, and I have no idea why or how and the little girl starts crying that's next to her and, and the, the brother is just kind of hugging her um she's saying i, I want daddy i know i know and the, the mom just kind of you know hugs and pulls them both in just a little bit all right i think you guys should be safe now that this creature has been taken care of um how far to the mine from here it's not very far it's no <laughs> maybe 10 minutes 15 minutes we purposely set up camp here. There was a little bit of a, a village that was here probably from years ago, but um, we just kind of came in and did some updates to some of the buildings. We'll make them livable and have been trying our best to mine what we can to sell back um, to those in Lanier or even passers through headed to Windvale, whatever worked. But um, obviously it's all falling apart now. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, well... You guys should be safe here. If if that fog comes back, uh, get back in your house, board it up, try and be quiet. We'll go. We'll go check out the mine and 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 uh, bring your husband back for you. I gonna, uh, go ahead. I, I would be so grateful if you could do that. I don't have much that I could give you. Um, I'm I'm the I'm was the nurse here. That was kind of why I was here. I may be able to heal any wounds or anything you may have I, I could maybe help you with that before you take off never yeah, my, say no to a good healing my little friend here may need may need some help it's pretty bad they got him pretty good <laughs> or bad rather 
All right, well, well come in. Come, come, <laughs> come in. All right, so you guys, you, are you going to follow her in? So you guys... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Rictus, you come <laughs> yeah. in and she kind of, she says, you know, have a seat over here. And she goes over and she grabs um, just some, you know, trinkets and things that she has and a cloth. And she uh, takes a potion of some kind that she has or some liquid, kind of pours it out on the cloth and walks over and this is going to sting a bit. And she puts it on there, kind of wipes and you, you feel just a, you know, quick little, like a little burn to it. Um, but she's able to, to heal it up and, and roll a D8 and uh, get those, uh, little bit of HP hey. back. While all this is happening, Cassian walks over to the two little kids and he pulls out, um, I have a sham, which is kind of like a, a recorder type little instrument and just start playing some quiet little tunes to see if it'll help soothe their mood. I don't know. Give me a performance check. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> How? These kids are try. terrified. There's their I'm just trying. I'm just trying to like. <laughs> Don't make it worse. Cool <laughs> story moment. Gosh. Well, if if you fail, they might laugh at you. So that'd be good. That'd be good. And they probably did. Uh, shaken from the fight. Um, it's a reed instrument, and I can't really, you know, get the the notes to come out correctly with the. Well, no, that's a nine. I thought it was a six. Okay. It's, but it is a nine. Right, but with a nine, I mean, you, you, like you said, shake him from the fight you just had. And, you know, maybe the flute, or what is it called, did you say? It's a sham. A sham. Um, the reed got a little messed up. So some of the notes are kind of, you know, kind of crick, you know, uh, squeaking a little bit. And the kids actually think it's funny. They think you're trying to be humorous. And it's you are making them smile and feel a little bit better. Um, the most solid hot cross buns I've ever played in my life. <laughs> What did you roll, uh, Rictus, to heal up? Uh, three. Three, okay. So, yep. And is um, it still bad? <laughs> a little better. <laughs> I've got, uh, you know, I let me, if since we're going into this place and we don't know, well, do we want to rest before we go in? I mean, you're free like, to do, do that as well if you want. I don't think so. They've been gone like probably check hours, the other houses. They've been hmm. they've been gone over twenty four hours. Like it's it's oh, not, over a day. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, it's over a day, definitely. <clears throat> this creature's just been wreaking havoc in this village. We could check some of the. Uh, I don't know about like ch necessarily like check the bodies, but like Rick just said, we can check some of the houses real quick. I mean, I could give you a healing potion. We could see if we find one and like. Save it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, then let's uh, <laughs> onward. Okay. Yeah, I guess on our way out of town, like check out the houses, knock on the door, see if there's anyone else. Okay. Um, and then let them know that the healer is in office. They okay, need so help. Okay. You you go around. Um, there's like I said, there was only a handful of little buildings kind of in this mm. this uh, village here. Um, you get no response. From any of the buildings. All right. um, because they're all laying on the ground. Because they're dead. <laughs> all right. For the mine. Okay. Yeah, it's head out there. Woo! So um, you begin walking down down the uh, path headed towards the mine. Um, take, again, like she said, it only takes about 10 minutes to get there. Not a long walk at all. Um, as you approach the cave, um, you can see there are footsteps kind of all over the ground. Um uh, there's, you know, human footsteps and you do actually see in her story lines up, there are 
larger footsteps that look to be what would you know potentially be orc um, footsteps in the air. And you also see some drops of blood kind of all in the area as well. Not puddles of blood, but just little drops um, kind of leading into into the mine. Um, what are you going to do? Are you going to head right in? I want to, um, like, so a um, little backstory on my character. Moa was actually raised by mining dwarves uh from birth so he's he was has some good background and knowledge in mining um it was in the in the area in the, in the mountains um so do like an investigation or uh, a survive uh, i don't know just to just to like look at the mine to see if okay. there's anything um peculiar about it yeah do an investigation um, I'm no sorry, what was that word again? Peculiar? Peculiar? Okay, all right. Uh, I'm a bird, all right? Uh, <laughs> not a linguist. I was uh, about to say, I, I'm really interested, like, does Moa have hands, or does he literally just have wings? He has five you know. feathers. <laughs> five opposable feathers. Oh, you can yes. see it of my... Uh, <laughs> Sam the Eagle portrait. It's something like that. <laughs> Got uh, it. So, yeah. Investigation. Can I have uh, advantage because yeah, I'm a minor most definitely. by trade? Most definitely. Alright. First one's a 12. Okay. Second one's a 8. So we'll go with 12. 12. Okay. Um, but again, because of your knowledge of mining, um, the entrance to this cave, to you, just at first glance... It's not a cave, it's a mine. Like, you can just see that looking at it. Um, you can see where there maybe has been some sort of newer excavation. Like, you you can look at it and see the older part of it. And it does kind of li- even line up kind of how she said this was an old mining town. But you can see where they've kind of actually expanded a little bit on what was there previously uh, to make it fit their needs. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's nothing that stands out right now kind of where you are um, and yeah. looking at so it. So just main entrance and... yep. And it goes down at a slope a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to check out the blood at all? Anyone know anything about blood? Uh, not. I could. Medicine? Could I do a medicine? Uh, I don't know. To see if I know what kind of creature it came from? I mean, you could do <laughs> probably nature then, right? That'd be nature. Okay. Um. That is an 18. Okay. Um, so I guess, you know, you being somebody who lives in the wild and tracking different beasts and creatures and all that, um, kind of looking at it, you kind of put your finger down, kind of give the old little sniff, kind of sniffing. I it. don't taste it. I Definitely don't not tasting it. it. We're not doing the taste. Not yet, at least. Um, and you pick up that it is human. It's human blood. Um, not a, not any, any other you know, wilderness creature. It's a human. The they definitely took the the villagers through here and this is uh I'm I don't think it looks good, guys. Question. Uh so I'm guessing the the woman and stuff they were all human at the village. Yes. And yep, like, they were humans. Bodies too? Yep. Bodies oh, too. Bodies. Yep. There's <clears throat> a little all human right, mining village. Weren't, weren't nice of them, I guess. Yep. I'm going right. to uh put my hood up. Put my mask up, 
and uh, sneak into the cave. Sneak into the mine. Okay. Yeah, I'll follow behind, maybe like 20 feet. All right. So, Rictus, you go into the cave kind of ahead of everybody and just kind of get a little lay of the land as you go in. And um looks like a typical mine as you're going through. You can see all kinds of mining tools kind of around the area. Um, there's barrels filled with um, some have coal, some have just other just various um, ore and things in it. Um, looks like a, what would be a small scale mine. You know, this this these people clearly weren't. Uh, on a large scale, <laughs> pumping out metals or anything like that. But that was their plan, of course. And, and um, because they seemed to be a small village, they didn't have a lot of manpower, uh, but they were making do with what they could. Um, it's not very large. Um, you go down uh, a little bit. There's even kind of some steps that kind of go down. It is lit uh, kind of with some torches. Um, but as you begin to get to the end of it, um, you can see where there was like, some rocks on the wall and behind it, it almost looks like it would have been almost like smooth, like granite that was there. That's kind of been shattered. And you can see where there was almost some sort of engraving that was maybe on that wall, but it's chunks of this wall just kind of dropped down onto the ground and, and beyond it kind of through the blackness that's there. There is a little hint of light kind of back there. I would like to grab a pick on the way down okay, from the wall or whatever. Like a pickaxe? How do you grab it? With my feather fingers. <laughs> or do you hold it with your feet and you're like challenge this whole time? I'm I'm challenge. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm down. I don't mean to break. Sorry. Um, is there is it like something is written on the wall? Like a uh, like some sort of symbol. There's some sort of symbol right. that was there. Okay. But it's now kind of in these giant chunks, kind of just on the ground, kind of strewn about. Okay. Then I will uh, keep trying to sneak towards the light. Okay. Um, anybody else going to do anything with that, or are we just going to continue following? How many pieces is it in? And how large are they? We'll are say... We'll say five pieces. Um, one of them... It's still actually kind of up, like the main big piece. There's a one piece that's still kind of up in the the ceiling, you know, part of the wall. And then there's four other pieces just kind of strewn down. One was like a centerpiece, and then there was like three that are kind of down on the bottom. There, there. Could um, I try and see if I could rearrange them and see if any kind of pattern makes sense that it, um. Because they're large pieces of granite, you can't actually move them, but you can do an investigation. Give, give me an investigation check and just see. If okay. You can kinda, because it's not like this is like a very intricate puzzle. Like it's a big thing that was on there. So you could probably kind of look at it and piece together what it is. That so is a 12. Can I, can I help to give advantage? And like I'll uh, maybe be trying to sketch what we think them together looks like sure wall beside it so roll again you know what i can also give myself guidance so i'll take the the first one that's a did i say 12 earlier 12. yeah all right well it's pretty obvious kind of what's on this thing it's nothing like i said nothing intricate and it just looks like it's a, a circle that's there and in the middle there's an anvil with a hammer just on top of it 
and that was looks like it was just kind of embossed into this wall um, or engraved into the wall that was there, but it's now been shattered and kind of opened. Do I am I familiar with this symbol at all? Uh, give me a history. Some sort of forge uh, history, mm. or like a symbol How about, of about uh, investigation. Sure, we can do that too. Religion. Well, no, I guess it would be a history. History, yeah, because oh, this is your history with, with. All right, sixteen. Sixteen. So you you do recognize this logo to some extent. Um, you've seen it many times, kind of through the years of you being in the mines. Um, mm. Many of the dwarves that you used to deal with. Um, would sometimes maybe draw this in the dirt or in the sand, or you've even seen some who uh, maybe had not necessarily banners, but they would have things, pieces of cloth and things that would have that on it, maybe like a handkerchief where it was kind of like sewn into the corner of it. Um, you never really knew a name for it. You never knew the origin of it, but it was something that many of the dwarves seemed to at least just be, they, you know, they, they knew this symbol and they just, it was part of their culture essentially was it more like and maybe this is a question to moa like is it more like oh this is the symbol of like the workers union or something or is this like uh tribal is not the right word but like i don't know does that make and that's really a question to you mark yeah but i guess it would make most sense to Again, Moa doesn't really know. Like, it was just something he would always okay. see. He never cool. really questioned it. It just happened to be something that many of the dwarves um, would always have kind of with them. Or and would it them. be like <clears throat> dwarves within my, I guess, would be mostly my clan I've dealt with. And some yes, of them would yeah, do it. a lot of the dwarves that you dealt with. Now, it wasn't just exclusive to them. You know, if you guys ever went and worked with somebody else, you would just see it was just mm. something that many of the dwarves um, okay. always just had. All right. Dick, we go deeper. Okay, so yeah, kick back to Rictus, who's kind of peering um, through that hole. Um, so Rictus, you kind of slowly approach the hole, and that kind of whitish-blue light begins to get just a little bit brighter and a little bit brighter as you get closer. And as you kind of come in, you see that there's actually some stairs that lead down. And as you go down, the ceiling above you suddenly opens up. And you're seeing in front of you a long bridge that just kind of goes down with some stairs going down. And then when and you all kind of follow behind him and you look up, the whole ceiling and all the area is just lit up with these like bioluminescent plants and fungus like mushrooms and ivy and all that. This whole area is just lit up. Large bridge going in front of you, but on each side is a large expanse that kind of goes down to just... God knows how deep, but you see a whole network of pulleys and buckets and all different things. None of them are moving. Many of them have uh, gemstones and all those in them. Totally unreachable. I mean, you can't reach these things, but Matt, we're talking massive buckets. This is clearly some sort of very, very intense mining <laughs> you know, uh, company or something that was here uh, years ago. Ahead of you, you see two large statues on at the very end of the bridge that kind of have a big gate because there's a, a large wall that kind of goes around and beyond. If you kind of just see over the wall, you see tips of buildings kind of in there that looks like this massive city that's there. But standing on the, each side of the gate appear to be maybe dwarves with long uh, beards coming down. But I mean, these things are like 30 feet tall, just monuments, one holding an anvil and the other one holding um, the, uh, the hammer. 
And um, they're standing on each side of the skate as if like guarding it, but they're obviously monuments. I mean, they're not um, creek, you know, alive or anything like that. And um, what are you gonna so do? So did they like? Did they like accidentally stumble upon like this village down here? And was through this wall like the only way down in the mine? Like, was it at the bottom of the? Mind, or did we go through off? that wall? Was the only way to get to where you were, yes, yeah, Whoa. but like this was sealed. Could we have another way instead of going through the wall? Oh, so they broke through that big, they yes, it looks like, like if you just were in the mine, you never would have seen this. But this Got giant it. wall that was there of granite was broken through, and then this is what was there. Got it, okay, <clears throat> interesting. And um, I guess any blood or anything um, around well, us? Can I do a survival check to see if I see any of that? Sure. Or did yeah. we lose the trail of it? Go ahead and give me that. Give me a survival check. Uh, 16. Nice. Okay. So on the bridge, you know, you're you're all awestruck at just this. <laughs> you know, you, you walked into this mine. Suddenly there's just this lit up huge cavern in front of you with what appears to be some sort of dwarven structure city in front of you um but when you look at the bridge you see there are bodies on the bridge and um it's plain as day to see that there's humans and orcs just kind of strewn all about um the bridge in front of you and you can see how big go ahead how big is the bridge? Is it like an old rickety thing or like? No, it's. Solid? I mean, it's it's built into the stone. It's almost as if like a spire kind of comes up and is just you know it's been carved basically. The the bridge has been carved into the into the ground. This the expanse on each side of it was carved down in, and so the bridge. I mean, you walk on it, it's not it's not crashing oh. down because it's not even suspended or anything. I mean, it is okay. the ground. It's okay. just built leading a path um, to this city that's under there. Mm. You, uh, well, I guess if you go ahead, we don't really have any way to contact you, but <laughs> I guess we keep going then. Or... Feet, we could yell a little bit. Yeah, keep seeing what's up there. Pass, or I guess, can you just walk past? Is there a gate? You did say there was a gate, right? Yeah, at the very end, but it's open. When you, when if you were to, oh, okay. if you were to continue following the bridge, yeah, you would, you would get up to it. Yeah, so okay. I'll... bodies on the way. Like, are they fresh or ancient, okay. like the city? So you want to check the bodies? Yeah, I mean, like, does it look like it was recent? Okay. So as you go along the bridge and, and you come across the first body, you see that, kind of like the people in the village, the face is just decayed on the one body, oh, on the orc yeah. um, that's lying there. Um, there's a human body next to it. Um, kind of just with gashes across the chest and one big gash across the face. Uh, another body next to it has, uh, again, more decay on it. Um, the eyeballs are just totally decayed out and a little bit in the in the face as well. Um, what are you going to do? Were they armed? Uh, the orcs were, the humans were not. Yikes. Yeah, Keep moving forward. Towards mm -hmm. the gate. Uh, if the gate's open, I want to, before just rushing in there, just kind of peer through and see what's on the other side of the gate. Okay. Um, so as you walk past these bodies, you begin to hear a little bit of a scuttering kind of behind you. 
and uh (laughs) (laughs) just turning around i mean it draws all your attention and you see kind of these small little spiders kind of come up on each side um probably about the size of a a shoebox um one two three four of these things come up and they kind of go over the bodies and just begin kind of working on the bodies just a little bit and they're hell no just doing stuff I don't like that at all. No. Oh, yeah, gosh. I would like to... Uh... I would like to not address them and go away. <laughs> <laughs> ignore. Um, I'll take the ignore action. Uh, do, the, do the spiders seem to like know that we're there or anything? Or are they just... Um, what are they doing? They're they're just kind of going over to the bodies and and um, you actually see one of them dinner goes, time. <laughs> yeah, they're they're appear to be trying to kind of web up these bodies almost, yeah. um, kind of like Shelob style, right? With uh, oh, <laughs> Lord Lord of the Rings trying to kind of just web them. That's up what I was gonna say bit. is, can I look over the side of the bridge and see if I see a <laughs> Shelob type spider? spider down there? The any anything. Any more spiders down there, or uh, give me an investigation check? Oh no, he's gonna see hundreds of webbed up figures. Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, okay, no. so you peek over, and uh, as you look over the side, you actually see like one eye, two eyes, three eyes, eight oh, eyes open up. <laughs> no, nope, they're no, all clustered no. together, and no, no, no. Coming up is this this giant spider, <laughs> and the other four little spiders all kind of skitter out of the way. And this thing kind of lunges itself up and just kind of lands up on the bridge, blocking the gate that was in front of you, and roll for initiative. Uh, This is the worst. I hate this right now. (laughs) I hate spiders. 18. Uh, It's got a 15. 13. 17. Okay, so that's going to be a Rictus, a Moa, Spider... And a Cassian. So, Rictus, what are you going to do? Well, I'm in front, so probably closest to the gate, closest to that thing. Um, so I'm going to run at it and splash it with my short sword. Okay. I know it's not friendly. <laughs> um, that is only going to be a 10 to hit. 10, no, so you miss. It's able to kind of swat away one of your... Uh, or swat away your hand with one of its appendages, and um... all right, I want to dash back about uh, twenty-five feet. All right, Moa, what are you gonna do? Uh, the baby spiders—they all like scattered they away. They scattered They're away. Not... Yeah, they scattered away. To... <clears throat> Good. Us. All right, I'm going to um, get about fifteen feet away. Okay. So move closer, I assume. And then I'm going to cast Burning Hands. Ooh, nice. I hold my hands with thumbs touching. Okay. What? What? And fingers spread. A thin sheet of flame shoots forth from your outstretched fingertips. Each creature needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. So spider does a dex. So it has a 16, so it's got a plus 3 to this roll. It is a 10, so it's a 13. 
Uh, that um, beats my DC, so it takes half of this damage that I'm about to do. Okay. Uh, 3d6 fire damage. So six fire damage. Six fire damage. Okay, so you hit this thing. And I, it ignites any flammable objects in the area. Okay. So you blast this thing and uh, hits the spider, and you kind of see, and it had all like that real fine pointy hair, you know, kind of all over its back, and just all just kind of singes. Nope. And singes some of the bodies that are even kind of on the ground there. Some of the orcs you see begin to see kind of the, the banners that they were flying um, that were kind of attached to them burning. And um, so the spider now is going to shoot its web at you for a ranged attack. It's uh, plus five. It's going to shoot back at you, actually, Moa, uh, after yep. that attack. So it gets a, ooh, an eight plus five, so a 13. And does not hit. Misses. Okay, so it shoots its web, and um, just you, you're able to just kind of dodge out of the way, and it just goes flying by you. And um, it's going to scutter up just a little bit closer. Um, actually, it's going to kind of scutter and kind of jump kind of on the side. There's a railing that kind of goes along the bridge. It kind of jumps up on the side of that. And that will go to you, Cassian. I look at Moa and say, good idea. And I snap my fingers and a flame just produces in my hand. And I'm going to take it and just throw it at the spider um, using produce flame. <clears throat> and uh, let's see. Fire, boy. That's a natural 20. Oof. Um, so nice. it does 1d8 damage, so that would be 2d8. Yeah. Yep. Do it. Nice. Uh, so that is 6 fire damage. Yep, and that's all. 6 total? Yep. Okay. All right. So <laughs> Rolled a 1 on one of those. <laughs> so you blast this thing and uh even more of it begins to just kind of engulf in flames actually the web that it had shot out even kind of the just the trail end that's still sitting there now lights up on fire as well and uh back to you rictus all right i'm gonna run up and hit it with my short sword again uh, the natural 20 hit. yes sir hit. um let's see so that first one is going to be nine damage. Okay. Second one is also nine damage. How do you want to do it? Oh, let's go. Uh, so yeah. run up and or dash forward. And I want to like slide under its, under yeah. its head <laughs> and just like straight up uh, with the short sword through the face. Awesome. All right. So yeah, you run up to this thing, kind of slice it and just it's, you know, inside, just begin to kind of blah, just kind of fall down onto the ground and just right up into its face. This your sword goes up, and it just slumps right down on the ground, just with a thump, and it's done. Just sitting there, Ooh. surrounded by um, these smoking, singed bodies that are kind of there from from the flames from before. And he did. And nothing else is like crawling out of the body. It's not like when you kill a pregnant spider. And... Nope, it's not. <laughs> no, nothing there. Any green gems? Nope, no green gems. Uncut gems. No. You know, give me a give me a um, investigation check, real quick. Uh, three, three. Big okay. Three. You don't see anything. Get some, <laughs> get some spider gunk in my eye. Do you throw up again? 
Constitution saving throw. <laughs> uh, nine. No, it's it, a little bit in my... You verp. Enough, in my beak, enough, but then I swallow Enough it. to burn. You yeah, know. it burns a bit. Cool, 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 cool. All right, so you're standing now oh. on this bridge. Ahead of you, of course, is this open doorway with these two massive dwarven statues. The bodies are still kind of strewn around on the bridge here. Um, you have, you know, some fallen orcs, uh, a couple humans lying down there. Um, what are you guys going to do? Can I try so we... to do something with the spider? It might be a... I'll know I'll have to make some checks. Um, is it a venomous spider? Uh, do a nature check, I think, on that. Natural one. Uh, <laughs> so um, you can... <laughs> go ahead. Uh, go no, you go ahead. Uh, let me look something up real quick. Well, you do realize that it is venomous because as you kind of touch it, it kind of singes and just take take a one one point of damage just by kind of reaching in there by rolling that one and All trying right. to fair enough get your hands wet with that. So, in realizing that, I'm wondering if I can um, take some of that venom and apply it to my short sword. Is that possible? Uh, it's possible. Um, how do we want to do that? Let's see. I have an herbalism kit uh, with stuff that I could try and help. There you go. Maybe. Okay. I think that needs to be a survival too. Like, you know, if you're out in the woods, you're trying to like start yeah. a fire like that, that type of. So give me a survival check. Let's see if you can do it. Okay. Can I help? And uh, I'll do guidance. So oh, there you go. put a D4 plus to it. Survival, I have a minus one. <laughs> uh, so still a 20, dirty 20. Okay. Ooh, nice. All right. So you are able to kind of apply that and, and, you know, it's wet when you put it on. You actually use part of that herbalism kit that allows you to keep your hands safe. You just kind of slide it across the blade and very quickly that venom just dries right on it. And it's just kind of ready to go for whoever it is you strike first uh, with that blade. Interesting. Would that do anything damage-wise? Uh, we'll say it'll poison them because the the spider okay. actually had, if it was able to bite you, it was going to, um, the target has to make a constitution save or be poisoned. So we'll just carry that over. So that blade now has, um, it's not going to last forever. Sure. Um, you know, maybe we'll give it maybe two uses, we'll say. Okay. Um, Could two. I roll an additional survival check myself to try and get some, venom in in as part of the herbalism kit i have like little vials to see if i could fill some vials sure yeah. and i'll leave that up to you how many based on the roll yep an 11 okay um we'll say you get two i'll give you two of those okay and uh i'll hand those over to rictus thanks cass don't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going uh, moving forward. <laughs> All right. Now let's peek into the peek into the gate. Okay, past so the hulking spider. Okay. So you all kind of you know tiptoe around all the the rest of the bodies uh, that are there, kind of go by the the spider, and um, you walk into kind of this entryway that goes through as if you know think about like you're walking through like a castle, you know, kind of going into it, but then. It opens up into a courtyard you can see beyond, but kind of within this little hallway that you're in, there's a lot of different engravings um, kind of all just uh, around you. Um, I want, Moa, give us, a, give us a history check. See if you can kind of look 
kind of see what some of these things are. Yeah, can I have an advantage? I'll cast. I'll do guidance on you. D four. No, he just he'll just have advantage because he has a history. Okay. If you don't want the guidance, that's fine. Uh, nine. Okay. Um. So you you look at these engravings and you see you know many pictures of, um, different dwarves that have you know armor and it almost looks like a battle on one on one side of it. Another spot you see. Um, what looks to be them, you know, creating the forge for kind of where you are and mining and all that. But then there's also one that kind of sticks out and it's um, three figures that are there. And, and one, of course, is a dwarf, but the other two, one is an elf, elvish, and one is uh, a human. And you see there's kind of like three seats that they're all just kind of standing and sitting on in there. And kind of all around, you can even see this one. Um, shows almost like an intermingling of not only dwarves, but just humans and elves kind of all there. And that one just kind of stands out to you because everything else is just all dwarves. But that one um, just kind of stands out a little bit. And even, I mean, even to the two of you, you kind of look at it and you see um, the elves on there. And it's just kind of like, okay, well, there's elves on a, <laughs> an engraved in a wall down here. That just seems a little bit odd to you. So... Is this some ancient type of city, or I guess maybe not ancient, but this place was sealed away, and obviously something that these people in the town did angered the whatever is here. Well, this there may be other entrances, right? This this is probably the main entrance, but um, back door. Yeah. If, you know, safety reasons, you got to have two ways out, right? Right. Mining if National Treasure taught me anything. Um, okay, so these are just on the sides of the buildings or? Well, are, like through the hallway. Like, through there's the... like a, it's like the big entryway okay. that you would walk through and like, it appears that anybody who would walk into this city, like through this front entrance, you would see all of that. Like that was kind mm. of the, the display kind of as you, as you entered into the city. Um Kind of Can I do a perception? Can I do a perception check to see if um, any if there's like any pathway that looks like recently like moved on? I don't. That's a really terrible way of saying it. Like, <clears throat> not necessarily looking for tracks, but like if one path Less looks dust. more traveled. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Roll it. That is a 19. Okay. Um, so using your ability for tracking that you have, you know, obviously learned out in the wild, um, you know, this is the main entrance. So um, you can kind of perceive it as that. We'll, we'll kind of even tie this into you guys as you kind of enter the courtyard. Um, as you enter into kind of this major area here, um, there was a, or is a fountain that's there that's non-functional, um, kind of smashed um, you look around and, and you don't really see a path per se that is more traveled than than any other. Um, there is kind of a, a little area of, of soot kind of that's kind of just kind of over any everything. Um, actually, a lot of the rocks and structure of this courtyard where you would think there would be buildings and all that all made out of stone. The stone is just all kind of toppled over and destroyed. Um, there looks to be like small dwarven statues kind of strewn all about. Um, that look a bit odd too. They're not really what you would think someone would make a statue out of. 
you know, one kind of down on, on its hands and knees, just kind of sitting there with its head down. Um, another one kind of like with its hands up, like shouting up to the sky. Um, but those are even just kind of toppled over and broken and just shattered kind of all over the place. Like they were turned to stone. Yep. Looking oh. at the wrong thing, maybe. Gosh. Keep your eyes down. And you can see kind of beyond that fountain as well, there is kind of an area that leads to what looks like kind of the major building. I don't want to say castle, but the major area that's there. And that is open. But every other pathway, if you try to go left or right or through anything, it's kind of just the rubble of all the stone and everything is just kind of collapsed in on itself. So there's really only one way to go, and that's to the back because everything else is just kind of... I want to start removing all the rubble in front of another path to un... <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You can misform through it. You can try to. Oh, no, I have to rest. I only got that once. Ooh, too bad. Well, you're headed down the path. Spear out. And, uh, yeah, as I said, careful what you look at. So something was either trapped in here or something got in here and possibly okay actually can yeah. I look at one of the um, suspect statues yeah uh, with my knowledge of stone and rocks and stuff sure. and like kind of confirm my uh, hypothesis here that it's not actually rock or what kind of rock it is. Uh, so like a history or a probably investigation survival <clears throat> investigation. I think it's just investigation. Yeah. 13. Okay. So, I mean, you looking at this, um, it does indeed look to be stone, but the thing that seems a bit off of it is that, if somebody made this, they're probably the best, uh, you know, stone carver or whatever carver, you want to call them yeah, that, yeah. that you could possibly imagine. Stones. You know, like it almost seems impossible that somebody could have created this um, just based on how the limbs of these things move. And even, you know, the, the hair that would be in the head or the beard, it almost seems that every fiber of hair is stone kind of the way. And there okay. would just be no way that they could have created that. Um, what about like... Uh, age um or like um i guess debris build up on it i guess on the surface of it is there a lot or does it seem fairly new um the one you're looking at does seem like it is aged a little bit but there is you know kind of a fair amount kind of around this area and um some look older than others some look newer than others like it's just you can't really tell necessarily how how long but nothing like brand new no, nothing brand new. Nope. In the day. Okay. Nope. That's good. All right. Yep. Uh, get ready. Let's keep going. Okay. And do we nope. hear anything? Uh, nope. You don't hear anything right now. Nope. The silence of underground. Oh, yep. as I move forward, I guess if I'm still in front, um, I'm going to kind of be looking down. Still, I mean, using more peripheral vision, I guess, than than headway. Um, and start moving down that path slowly. Okay. Is it 
is there still like a torchlight and stuff lighting our way or well, it's this well, whole area it's... it's white blue like the the plant life that's oh, there got it got it got it um, that's right kind of where you are they're, they're obviously not on the ground because it's this whole thing seems to have been just carved out of stone even the buildings it's not like they carved stone and like built the building it was like they literally just carved this thing into the mountain um and kind of the way that it was um, so there really aren't really plants in the ground, but because of just the the dome that's kind of over this whole thing or the the ceiling, the whole area is just lit up. Um, it's going to go up the stairs and you go into this next room. Um, there are actually some torches in there, but the odd thing is the torches themselves actually have that fauna kind of on them. So they're not really lit by flame. They're actually lit by these plants that seems like they were kind of intentionally planted there to light up these areas. It seems like that's what, how the dwarves light up their internal spaces um, here. There's uh, three other statues that you see here. Um, one um, is kind of a short or kind of close to the door as you kind of come in and uh, it's on the ground and it's kind of on all fours, kind of reaching out like that. And you can see it has like a almost like a war hammer kind of in its left hand. Um, there's one to the right because in front of you there's a couple stairs that go up. And the one is about halfway up the stairs. And it's standing there and it looks like it's like getting set to pull out like a sword out of its back. And then in the center is a larger um, statue uh, of, again, looks to be like a dwarf a little bit more... Uh, gallant if you want to say uh sitting on a throne and the throne is actually um kind of like what you would think that if the dwarves were to make a, a throne that represented everything about them it's kind of got like an anvil seat but it's got a nice back to it and there seems to be this again larger dwarf kind of sitting on there but he's all stone as well and around his neck there is actually a, a gold chain that's kind of there that is not turned to stone and there's like a housing a metal housing that's kind of down there, just sitting there, and the room is just kind of there. Okay, um, yeah. Do I recognize it, or what's the metal housing? Is it shaped like something? Uh, it's just kind of like a circle, and you know, it looks like something could go in there, but there's nothing in it. It's just empty, just kind of sitting there. Um, and I mean, I, I don't have a good, do I? No, I don't. Um, I don't have a good arcana skill, but would we be able to sense if it was magic that did that, I guess, kind of like an arcana check on these figures to see if it was any kind of magical effect or I'm sorry, is that exactly what you just did, Neil? No, I was just checking out the necklace to see if I knew what it was. No, I, or in the prior room when you checked out. Oh, I was just checking out the stones. I don't know. Stone I mean, we'll, we'll let, Go ahead and roll for Not that. Magic, no. no, let's have okay. Moe do it. Um, um, or, well, who's going to do it? I, or you, I have Arcana. I can do well, it. I got a plus one anyway. I can give you guidance if you want it. Uh, let's see. I guess like what I know about magic. Uh, five? Five. So, that's pretty good. So I don't you, know much about magic. Is it? <laughs> you, uh, you look at this, Moa, and uh, just kind of like the previous room, you know, you can't tell if magic caused this, but you, again, get that same sense that whoever would have created these statues is either the greatest person ever or, you know, something 
not natural created this. The CGI is really good. Pretty damn good. <laughs> should should I take the necklace off the dwarf? Can I? You can. Is it mobile? Try to. You can. You can. Yeah, I'll take it off. Yeah, why not? Okay. To get a better look at it. So the three of you um, are all kind of standing in this room. And Moa, you slowly begin. You walk past the one um, figure that was on the left and, and, you know, kind of reaching, that was reaching out with its war hammer there on the ground. Walk past that. Start making your way up the stairs to the one on the right. Still just sitting there. And as you're kind of reaching for um, the one in the middle, Rictus, you notice that there's a green glow that begins coming from the uh, satchel that you had, that that orb that you had taken from that creature's eye is beginning to glow. And suddenly you see the two smaller statues, the one on the stairs and the one on the ground, just kind of begin to crack. And you start to see kind of a light. And then it's almost like a shell kind of shatters. And the two of them just stand up. And you see this, these dwarven figures, but there's just something off about them. Their skin is kind of this like gray, purplish... Uh, kind of weird skin their eyes are just bright white and they both just you know are kind of looking at you and then you see the big figure on kind of up on the throne he's beginning to crack but he totally doesn't crack out of his shell yet and let's roll for initiative (laughs) man crap 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 i was like oh we just gotta put the thing in the thing and it'll be fine eight eight okay nine (laughs) 18. 18. Okay. So one rolled a 14. I'll say the one on the ground did, and the other one rolled a 14 as well. So I guess we'll just have them both go. So uh, it will go Moa. We'll say D dwarf one, dwarf two, and then it was Cassian Rictus. Right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, so Moa, the one now you got just past the one that was to your right, which is the one that was kind of reaching for its sword um, that seemed to be kind of behind it. Um, what are you going to do? It, it suddenly just kind of sprung to life next to you. So it obviously doesn't look like a dwarf, I would know, or like a um, different type of dwarf. It's a different it's type of dwarf than what you know, yeah. Like darker skin, perhaps. Yeah, kind of grayish. You guys want a picture? I'll show you a picture. Give you a little. Not good for the podcast, but at least for you guys. You can... And he's not. Um, oh. He's, like he doesn't seem dwarf. happy with yeah. me. What? He's like a gray gimli. Like he's he's getting ready to attack me. Kind he of is, yeah. Right away. I mean, he, he's now kind of pulled his sword out, and he's just getting ready to kind of come and, and swipe over. At I'm you. gonna do do some talking in Dwarvis. Okay. And say. Uh, we're here. We mean no harm to try and talk to him. Give me a persuasion. Uh, oh, big old four. Nope. He's Louise. You need to start rolling some physical <laughs> dice, my dude. So, yeah, so, so no, this thing, it's not even going to listen to you. And it, it actually begins kind of muttering in a language you don't, you've never even heard before. Um, from all the times you've been in the mines, hearing Dorvish. And I've heard a lot of stuff down there. Yeah. Would um, anybody else pick up on that language that he doesn't know? No. It's flat out. It's not infernal, is it? Okay. Um, 
Okay, I will Eldritch Blast him. I'm like, okay. fine. <laughs> uh, 21 to hit. Definitely hits. 1d10. What does your Eldritch Blast look like coming from the bird? So, so from my bird fingers, right? Oh, yes. It's a little crackling energy, and then I, I stick my hand out, and it's like kind of like force lightning, that kind of thing. Crackling from each tip yeah. of the feather? Yeah, yeah, from the feather, yeah. So, like, the, the tips of my feather fingers are a little bit little bit charred, but it looks cool. Awesome. All right, so you... Uh, so nine, nine force damage. So this thing's standing right next to you. You just blast it, and it kind of falls off, and it flies... The uh, door flies back and kind of smashes into the wall and just, you know, kind of steadies itself back up on its feet, and it pulls up its hammer, and by, at this point, it's got its shield up, kind of ready to go. And uh, Did that knock some sense into you? <laughs> all right so he's gonna come lunging back at you um he is a plus four to hit and so he rolls a 16 and a dirty 20 so he hits that hits. uh what is he rolling he's got his war hammer which is a 1d8 so he rolls a three <laughs> So he just takes a big old swing at you and just whap, just kind of whacks you right across. You try to block it with your wing, but you kind of feel just the pain as it hits, uh, hits the side of your wing. I guess not. And the next one now, he's the one. Actually, that was the one with the sword that was pulling that one out. So now the next one down on the ground um, turns and looks at the two of you because you were there. And uh, he's going to lunge at you, um, Cassian. And he is the same thing. It's a plus four. Ooh, he gets a 17, so a 21. And he takes a big swing with his hammer uh, with the D8. And he rolls a big old one. So he hits you, kind of hits you off guard. Um, but doesn't do a lot of damage. You're actually um, not hurt too bad from Darn. it. So that brings up Cassian. Um, okay, so... Oh, so he's like in melee range with me and he just did that. Okay. Yep. Um... I'm going to and I'm sorry, what weapon is he holding right now? He has a like a war hammer, basically. It's, it's okay. a big hammer, but it's got little spikes kind of on the end of it, little pokes. I'm gonna pull out one of my daggers and try and um try and just like jab it into one of his forearms okay. to like make him unable to hold it um let's see uh, 15 to hit 15 uh no wait 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 oh that was nope yeah i'm right 15 i'm sorry okay so no so he just like the other one he has a shield and he kind of parries it and boom kind of ba bashes your uh dagger off and uh, um can I use my bonus action for two weapon fighting we'll to, to you. swing at him with my quarter staff? Um, or my other dagger? The other dagger. Let's go the other dagger. Yeah. Okay. I think fine. if you have two daggers, that's one thing. But I think to have like a staff in the dagger. Oh yeah, it's possible. Um, you can do it in Elden Ring, but <laughs> uh, that's twenty three to hit. That definitely hits. Okay, so. Let's see. So the second attack, you don't get like the plus bonus on the roll. It's just whatever the dice says, I believe. Okay, so that was a 17. 
No, 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 not to hit, but the for damage. the damage. damage. For the damage. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so that is with my... Okay, so one, two, three, and then my proficiency bonus to five. Five, okay. All right, so that first one, he kind of parried off with the shield, but you were able to kind of come in and just go right in and kind of hit him right up in the chest, and I kind of broke through some of the chinks uh, in the chain mail that was there, and uh, he kind of staggers back just a little bit. And Rictus, we'll throw it to you. Now, Rictus, you are down by that one closer to Cassian, um, the one with the Warhammer. The other one is kind of up on the stairs uh, with Moa. Okay. Um, are either of them facing me? They're both facing uh, I would say the one that's down is facing you. The other one got blasted into the wall, so he's kind of up to your far right. You would definitely have to move to get him, but the one down is within melee range because you and Cassian were both kind of standing down. Um, towards where where that entryway was kind of coming in, and that's where where this one was. So he's facing you. I mean, he's really facing Cassian, but it, you're you're standing right next to Cassian. So okay, so that there that wouldn't be a sneak attack then. Okay, then I'll just uh, smack him with my short sword. Uh, natural one. Natural one. So nope. So you uh, <laughs> take a a little swing and just completely whiff. Um, he doesn't even have to to block it with the shield. It just completely misses. And, uh, I do want to try to dash to a uh, area where I can be behind, like both of them in some way. Okay, so yeah, you can. If you kind of dash up and you're kind of well, if you dash up to the middle of the stairs, you'll be behind the one that you were just engaged with, but the other one is kind of facing you because he's been blasted into the wall at the side of the stairs. So, right, just as long as I'm behind one of them. Yeah, the one that's down, you'll be behind. All right, so Moa, before we get to you, the uh, dwarf that's up on the altar now just begins to crack a little bit more, and you get to see kind of through some of the cracks. He has similar skin, that similar kind of grayish um, skin underneath some of the stone, but he's still kind of caught in the stone shell that's there. And back Did to you. the stabbed uh, guy, is, are they bleeding? Do they bleed? Uh, yeah, we'll say he's bleeding. Yep. Do so you they're, bleed? They're not bleed. just stone stone dwarves no um okay i will uh hmm. was i able to steal the guy's necklace before this stuff went down no um no, I didn't get there yet. okay but it's still kind of there yeah i was i was surprised by this um okay i will um how close is he to me i would have been like nearby like within to to who to the one you're engaged with or the not the guy i knocked back but the uh, i mean he's within 10 15 feet i mean the stairs i mean the stairs themselves are maybe 20 feet going total like if you're at the base of the stairs at the top and you're in the middle of the stairs so you can definitely get to him if you want Mm, well i don't know if i want to get to him i think i want we should take care of the ads first right that's the that's the rule uh, so I'll try the guy that got blasted in the wall. I'll try and blast him uh, with my other hand with um, another eldritch blast. All right. Uh, Eighteen to hit. Definitely hits. And one force damage. Oof. <laughs> All right. So this one, he he's by this point now, even though he's blasted, he has his shield up and he's able to take it a little bit, but just a little singe of it kind of comes around and just kind of hits him uh, just a little bit. But he was able to block it. Uh, pretty good, and he's just going to come rushing at you now with his sword um, for a 
Big old nine plus four for 13. Does not hit. So he misses. So he lunges at you with the sword and just completely whiffs. And actually kind of in doing so, kind of stumbles past you just a little bit and um, turns back around to engage back with you. Um, The other one now is going to go right back at Cassian. He's still engaged with Cassian. Uh, He's going with his Warhammer. Four added to 14, so that's 18. Yep, it hits. Okay. Uh, Four four damage. So he takes a big swipe and hits you just right in the gut. Just And you just kind of feel all the wind just kind of come out of you. Um, And you just got to take like a deep breath as as it hits you. And... Back to you, Cassian. Um, I am going to um, just like point blank a guiding bolt into this guy's like chest. Okay. Just be like, no, 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 my my guy. No, um, sir. Okay, so. So that is a... It's a 15. Just barely misses. Um, not quite sure how, but it was able. He just held up his his shield and just kind of <laughs> held it there as the, the bolt just took it and just ping, just kind of shot off. Uh, but the force of it does kind of push him back just a little bit. A um, little bit closer to Rictus, actually, because his back is to Rictus, and he just kind of slides back a little bit, able to block it. And Rictus, to you. All right. The one that is... Facing Cassian, I will hit with my short sword. That is another natural one. Oh my! So, <laughs> all right. So you try and just yeah, maybe just just the force of the guiding bolt kind of pushed him back, and just yeah, you miss it. Just just miss the mark just by him uh, being pushed back just a little bit by that guiding bolt. Um, so this is going to bring us to the top of the round. Now at this point, um, the stone is beginning to crack even more and even part of the stone on the face kind of comes off and you see that this dwarf up top has one or at least what is what is exposed is a white eye just like the other ones that were down there but the the gem in your satchel now begins to seem like it's even glowing a little bit more before it was kind of pulsing now it's like pulsing so fast that it almost just seems to be like a constant green glow and um moa we'll go to you uh <clears throat> the guy that just missed me and went to the other side of me. So he's kind of in between. Um, he's b- between you and, and Rictus. Big boy. Oh well, oh, well, well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's kind of in between the two of you. Yeah. Like um, up the stairs, right? Yep. Okay. I'd like to uh, do a thunderclap. <laughs> okay. Um, because he's right by me, so I'll use my wings to like create this thunderous sound that can be heard up to 100 feet away uh so the range is five feet so he's right he just attacked me so he's right in front of me um he must succeed in a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 thunder damage all right he's got a 12 is the save he has to make okay he's got a plus two to it he gets a natural 20 oh damn um we have to make that saving throw too don't we no, it's that's for the thunder range wave. Is five feet. Yeah, it's a different direction. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So just at the source. And it's like to the side. It's going to the side of the room, kind of towards the top. Um, not you guys are down at the base of the stairs, so it wouldn't have even really been going. But you good. heard it. That's for sure. It was loud. Yeah, loud as hell. Yep. And even it was so loud, 
and just the uh, the decibels of it kind of knocked a little bit of the stone off the big eye that was up there um, oh. just by the, the vibrations. Great, great. Sped up a little bit of that stone. Lovely. Um, so he was able to actually block it by holding his shield up, and he's going to come at you now with, with a sword uh, for a 11 plus 4, nope. so that's a 15. Oh, yep, that hits. Okay, so he rolls a 6. Ouch. So he just comes forward and just stabs you almost, and you can kind of feel it just burn through one of your wings as it kind of hits. I'm going to use my reaction. Okay. Hellish Rebuke. So this is my second spell slot, so I don't have any more left. But one reaction, which I can take in response to being damaged by a creature within 60 feet. This is what you uh, use. So I point my finger at me. I'm like, that hurt, man. And I point my finger at the creature that damaged me, and he's momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. So he does a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, he's 11 plus 0, so he gets 0. Ooh, a 4. Okay, so that's less than 12, so he fails. So okay. he does 2d10 fire damage, Okay. Uh, which is 11. Okay, so this just flames completely engulf this thing and just and you just see it's the white beard that was on its face just slowly or just quickly go up in flames and just totally singed away uh and it screams and he just falls down to his knees uh, just kind of holding his face just kind of screaming uh as he's down on the ground and uh, as i said that like there's a little bit of demonic uh like layering in my voice <laughs> that hurts awesome all right, so now back down to the other one. Uh, in front of him is still uh, Cassian, and uh, he's just going to go for just an attack on Cassian for a 11. Nope, misses. All right, so he just takes a big swing and just totally misses, and that will go to Cassian. Okay. Um, so let's see. Um, I am going to, what is, yeah, um, now I'm gonna try and just, like, take a swing at him with my, with my staff. Okay. What a big old hit. That is a 17 that to hits. hit. Yep, that hits. Okay. Um, now, I've got two... Question here, because this is the first time I've landed a hit with this. I've got uh, one option to roll 1d6 or 1d8. One versus two-handed. Got it. Okay. Oh, okay. So you, yeah. Okay. So it, you're holding it two handed, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. Um. So that'll that's be your one. Where is the? Okay. That is a six. Okay. All right. So you're able to take that and kind of you actually kind of like jump up, and his big bald head that is there because he's not wearing a helmet or anything. He's got armor everywhere crack else. Crack it down just, over just that. Crack it and just. You could tell it just kind of takes him down and just kind of stuns him for a minute, and uh, yeah, he's he's hurting. Uh, um, and so if I jumped up to do that and landing behind him, you can jump over him. 
I was thinking more just you kind of just were like okay. getting a pie. Um, like, even though he's tiny, so, you still <laughs> come down, crack. How far are you able to move without, with, or like, how? what triggers the attack of opportunity? If they move away from you during okay. that turn, you can well, attack them again. But you moving away from him, he can me, attack. Any, um, any amount of distance? Or just, yeah, out, of just melee? out of range, out of five feet. More okay. Than five feet away from him. All right, cool. Then I'll I'll stay where I am. Okay. Uh, so Rictus, it's your turn. So you're still behind him, the one okay. on the ground. Or right I now, will engage. Uh, equip a dagger, kind of with that bonus action, um, and try to just come around from behind and stab him in the neck. Do it. That. Um, and that is an eight. So no luck with nope. this at all. <laughs> God, man. All right. So yeah, you try to do it, but just nope. You, he has kind of these small pauldrons on because he's a little dwarf, but it's just enough where he's just moving enough that you kind of just stab it down into one of the, the sides of it, just nearly missing, uh, getting down into his neck. Um, so that's going to bring us back to the top of the round. Um, that gem again now is just lit. It's not pulsing anymore. Um, and up on the anvil, you're seeing even more now to the point where uh, the whole top of the head is just kind of broken through and you just begin to see the head is just kind of starting to move and just going to start to shake off some of the rocks uh, that are kind of on it. And Moa, it's going to be your turn. Ask me the gem. Can I do that now or does it have to be my turn? Ah. Uh. On your turn, pass. <laughs> yeah, we'll say your and turn. I'll, yeah, you gotta wait. I'll start turn. moving toward uh, Rocky. At the end of the round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll start moving toward Rocky. Um, assuming that uh, Hell Flame Boy is not a threat to me, he, like, he's not. No, him. I mean he's 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 hurting pretty bad. That there's no opportunity. For attack or anything okay. like that. So I want to get close close to that guy and I want to hold my action for um for Rictus's turn and when he throws me this gem, I want to get ready to put it in the guy's necklace. Okay. All right, so the uh the one on the ground I'm open. That's kind of engulfed in flames. It's it's down on the ground. It it stands up and it just kind of looks at you and is immediately gone. Disappears. The other one um, that you just barely missed just kind of looks and it sees that through it too and it's gone and invisible. And so it's your turn, Cassian. Um, okay. Uh, as a reaction, since I'm within five feet, I can take um, an attack against them because of my Mage Slayer feet. Do it. Whenever a spell is cast within five feet of me. Okay. Um, you get. Sorry, let me read through this real quick. You can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against that creature, and when you damage a creature that is concentrating on a spell, that creature has disadvantage on the saving throw it makes to maintain its concentration. You also have advantage on saving. Okay, but up, but up. Um, I technically though this would probably be a disadvantage because they just turned invisible. Would, would you yeah, say they turned invisible? Yeah, they didn't like. I mean, they're invisible. So I would be taking a swing at where I last saw 
like snaps oh i recognize what happened and then go for attack yep that's a natural 20 okay you know i don't really want to give you disadvantage on that because i think like i mean it happened so quick like reaction, you, you, yeah. you'd be going for it. yeah it's a reaction so we'll, we'll go with an at 20 man roll damage that was your okay cool 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 um that'll be with my uh staff yeah i mean you just swing away sign style man <laughs> swing some of those, uh, glasses of water do it so where i literally just had that die okay so seven oh so that'd be 14 no like just roll it again roll another one that. yeah seven four eleven okay so what's that 18 total or oh it's just 11 no saying. just 11 yeah okay um so you swing away and you just happen to just hit the face of this thing and just crack. And you just see blood just kind of like this, you know, purple, just dark blood just kind of go flying. And suddenly the thing just appears again and just just falls down um, to the ground. Sick. Uh, Rictus, what are you going to do? Well, that was my reaction. Okay. So it's your turn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I still okay. have an action action. Um Te- right. uh, how, f- I guess, any idea of how far I am away from the other guy? This is the guy on fire. Still? Um, I mean, like I said, the staircase was probably only from the bottom to the top is about thirty feet. Um, you could definitely get to the guy that's on fire. Um, but he's invisible, of course, right now. So you would definitely be going disadvantage there, Ooh, yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to um, swing away because there wouldn't have been enough time for you to get to him and not have disadvantage. You know. Cool, um, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am interesting, interesting. Um, I am going to cast Earth Tremor. Um, so, and I'm going to aim it at the area where this, uh, where this guy went invisible. So what it does is he has to make a dexterity saving throw. On the failed save, he'll take bludgeoning damage and is knocked prone. Okay, is there an Um, AoE to that by chance? Like, what's the area? Because Moa may or may not be within that. I mean, he was kind of headed towards the throne, but... Oh, 10 feet. That's just how far away you can be. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't say okay. anything. So it says just... within range. You cause a tremor in the ground within range. Okay, so no, we'll say it won't. It won't hit Moa then. So um, right, go for it. So he needs to make a. All... Or go ahead. If, well, I guess it all depends on what he does. Yeah, he has to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, a DC save of fourteen. Okay. All right. So. He gets a plus zero to this roll. He gets a 15. Dang it. Um, yep, okay. Okay. So, Rictus, what are you going to do? I'll look to Moa and say, this thing's got eye gunk on it. Do you still want it? <laughs> I'm open. And... Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw it to him and say I've had bad luck anyway here. Okay, so I'm trying to think if we should do some sort of dexterity for that, right? To see if you can 
hit him because right, you're throwing it about you know a good 20 25 feet so you got to make sure you athletics, get athletics acrobatics yes do acrobatics let's do that i think that's probably what, what, oh, what do you get for acrobatics perfect. with this you get bird acrobatics oh, plus five look at that. 26 26 Woo. man so you toss that just perfect All and day you look and you see it's just going through the air by this point any of the goop that was on is kind of hardened on this crystal um moa you catch it um that's going to bring us to the top of the round. At this point, um, all the stone just kind of seems to have fallen off the dwarf as he was there. What are you going to do? Uh, alley-oop, right? Put, put it into right the into his, uh Right into his neck piece there. All right, so you're able to get to him just in time and kind of place it down in. And as you hit it, he just kind of stops. And then there's just like this <laughs> just kind of like shockwave that almost comes out. And, uh, you know, he just kind of stands up and you see the color. He's just kind of standing there and you see the coloration of his skin slowly begin to come back to normal. And you can see the one dead dwarf on the ground and his kind of coloration um, begins to come back. Um, the one who is injured, whose beard has been burned off, that's on the ground. Um, he's hurting. He actually didn't really go anywhere. I mean, he's still there, but the coloration of his skin um, is beginning to come back as well. And... Uh, you see the dwarf just kind of sitting there, and he just kind of slowly glances around, and he just says, "What happened? Where's Lysin? Where's Lysin? Where is he? Where's Lysin? Who are you? Who are I you? Am, I am Moa of Clan Rockseeker. Uh, you seem to be under some sort of spell. Um." We found you guys here cast in stone. And then you, you, you awoke and started attacking us recklessly. Hmm. I put this gem in your uh, necklace and it seemed to break, break the curse. And he kind of looks down and sees it. Yeah. Last thing I remember, Lassine had taken it. He had taken it from me. His mind had become corrupted. And he kind of <clears throat> looks over to the one dwarf on the ground and he kind of motions for him to come over. Are you okay? And, you know, the dwarf is just saying there and he just keeps kind of glancing around and he goes, who are these two? They're friends. I'm wiping blood off my staff, standing <laughs> over the... <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> we mean no harm. We're just defending ourselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Who's, who's Lacine? Lassine? Yes, Lassine. He was he was a warlock that was one of our dwarven warlocks who was sealed down here with us. Who, um, His mind became corrupted from being down here for too long and chasing knowledge that <clears throat> ended up corrupting him that wasn't very good and I think led to all of this. Um, is he still here? Have you, have you seen... Lassine? odd-looking creature of some kind he last i saw him he looked very strange he, he actually pretty horrific he had become this beast monstrous creature of some kind with some eye of and and he was able yeah, to I... turn many of us to, to stone and that's the last thing i remember was arguing with him about turning many of our kind to stone and leading to the destruction of this place and Yes. Funny, funny story. He kind of popped his head like a zit. 
to get that crystal back. So uh He broke out of here and caused havoc to the nearby nearby town. How How did he get out though? We were we were supposed to be sealed in here. We've been down here for many years. The seal we... has been broken. The humans? Orcs, perhaps. Oh. Maybe Lysine broke through himself. Hmm. Would he be? Would he have been able to do that? It's it, it's possible, but I don't see what need he would have wanted to down here. He was essentially in control down here, and and many of us were left just helpless as his mind became corrupted, and he chased whatever it was that he was trying to become, almost almost godlike to some extent. But it turned him into hmm. this that creature that you. Were able to take why were you like sealed uh, i mean you know uh why were you sealed down here what was what was the reason that was by choice it was after the war of the unbound that we decided to be done with those on the surface to just be amongst ourselves down here we fought through the war peace was was met and we decided to just be alone down here with our our city and our, our wealth. And we were able to sustain ourselves down here. And I still continue to sit on the throne. And we weren't needed anymore. But after what you seem to be insinuating to me and telling me what is happening on the surface, it seems I may need to be returning again. And we may need to return. Um... Any word from Lanier? Is, are the kings and queens still sitting on the throne there? The Elvish queen, the human queen, is she still still there by chance? Do we know that? King uh, Conrad Berg is still in rule. A king? Is that? That's it? There, there's no, no others? Just one singular king? That's all the ominous voice told me at the beginning of the first episode. Uh, <laughs> no, that's... That's all we know of. Oh, well. That will be changed soon as I will have to, I guess, pay a visit to Lanier and, and meet this King Conrad Berg. Um, War of the Unbound. Who was the enemy in the War of the Unbound? Well, there were many enemies at that point. The whole, all of uh, Glastonia was at, at war at that point, and it was only the unification of the humans, the elves, and the dwarves that were able to bring that peace together. And we tried to all rule together. And of course, there was some, you know, animosity there, but um, we were able to at least somewhat keep the peace. And, and we decided that we were going to go down below. And um, it's funny you mentioned orcs because they were some of the major players in, in that war, definitely. Um, there were others, but the orcs were kind of the main, the main ones who instigated a lot of it. Um, what were they trying to achieve? Just to take it, take it all, take everything, take the power, destroy, destroy the dwarves, destroy the humans, destroy the elves. That's all the orcs ever wanted. Um, they were always mad, saying that we gave them no land, but we gave them area in the wilds. But that was not enough. It's never enough with the orcs. They always want more what they can get well they're back and they're trying to resurrect a god 
<laughs> a god, huh? Well, we'll see about that. We're I in search. Oh, we're in search of the tome of the inbound. Do you know? Do you know? Are you aware of this? I've never heard of that. No, but. I would assume that it would have something to do with the War of the Unbound, maybe. But yeah, sounds similar to me. I'm not sure. Well, um, just so you're aware, humans have taken up and made a village right outside of these caves, and Lacine basically slaughtered the entire village, save for a single family. Um, hmm. Are, how many of you are there down here? There used to be many, but Lacine and, and the fact that we were sealed down here, um, he just ravaged many through here and, and somehow was able to turn many of us to stone. Um, because we work with stone and it's something that we um, you know, are almost attuned with, he was able to take advantage of that. And even though he himself was once a dwarf. Um, whatever he became was far worse than anything, any, any magic user we had ever seen. Um, and we were unable to um, deal with him. And he turned many of us to stone and, and broke them into pieces. Somehow, I don't know how I was spared of that, but um, it seems like we were. Um, so all I know right now is it's myself and you've dispatched of... I don't even know his name, um, but. Well, he wasn't your best soldier, that's for sure. <laughs> you, you sound like an excellent supervisor to have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go ahead. What's the town you're trying to find? I think we're on our way there now. The town? The city. Well, the capital is Lanier. Lanier, so yes. I will be going there to have a discussion with this King Conrad Berg, and we'll see who sits on the throne after that conversation. We're heading there now. Do you know of any sort of way through the through the underground to get there that may be shorter than we we know? Preferably clear of spiders. <laughs> there, <laughs> you know, you you encountered some of the spiders, huh? Got to be careful on that bridge. Um, there is no way, no other way. There is one way in and one way out. We made, we did that on purpose. Okay. Are, are you leaving now? Should we? I need to gather together? my things and I will make an appearance when the time is right. I need to um, see maybe if there are any other survivors here. And um, Anything we could help with? You've helped enough. Um, for giving you back your life, freeing you from this rock prison in existence, um, would you be willing to contribute to our to our journey to Lanier? Um, possibly any way that you could, any supplies or anything you'd like to uh, help us with, or you'd be able to help us with. Your lives are enough. Th thank you. Thank you, my lord. I roll, I roll, I roll. Um, 
You can you can yeah. take some granite on your way out. That'll do great in my backpack walking to <laughs> <laughs> um so the guy that I killed, he was the one with the Warhammer. He was the one yes, he had the Warhammer, yep. Okay. Good to know. Um do we do we care if we he wants get out to get here? This guy doesn't seem very friendly. Um, do we care about like seeing if he can change any of like revive any of the people down here? Because since like you know the thing is around his neck. Yeah. Do you know how to how to uh, reverse the the curse? Curse. The curse of of what? Don't you know people of the yeah when pe the other people got stoned that were stoned yeah i would assume if really there was stoned. anyone who was still whole they have been brought back to life just like myself oh okay since so he's sitting on the throne right yeah is there anything behind the throne is it like just a closed room or is are we like on like a level that's you know the throne room is looking out into the rest of the city or um no it's it's closed um okay that's all closed off yeah cool cool hmm. all right he's gonna head back um yeah. i kind of uh, want to take the warhammer can i pick that up at the yeah. way, on my way out you can pick it up yeah, it's a plus four uh War pick, we're gonna call it. A plus four, plus four, four pick? weapon attack. Yep, plus four to hit. Oh, well, I think that just matters on what my stats are. Oh right, okay, so it's a one d eight plus two. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, whatever the damage is. One d eight plus two. Yeah, it's, it's just a normal war war pick. Then? War pick. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I guess let's. <laughs> We can go back and see those that family and tell them that everyone indeed is dead. Um, yeah. Their father is no more. <laughs> All right. So as you guys are you're walking across the bridge, um, you know, again the body's still just kind of strewn, re re re, uh, you know, solidifying that yes, they they are indeed dead. Um, you oh walk, God. You walk uh, through the rest of the mine where they kind of created, and again, there's kind of the barrels and. and things there um you emerge outside the mine by this point it's kind of dusk uh where you are and um you make it to the house and um you see outside um uh the nurse is still there and uh she comes running up and she said D -d did you find them did you find them and the two little kids come out and they're just you know kind of just looking at you just anxious to see what you're gonna say D did you find did you find dad did you find him? I'm going to kneel down to the little kids and say, your father was a very brave man. And he, he gave his life trying to get back to you. And he would want you to know how much he loved you and how strong he needs the two of you to be without him here um kind of like uh looking to the to the nurse 
see if she like i'm sure she catches yeah. like the the subtext she just, of she's gonna hold her mouth and just kind of close her eyes and looks at you and just nods like yes and the little boy kind of hugs you and then even the, the little sister kind of comes in and they hug you um as well cassian just give you a little hug she just kind of gives a sigh of relief like well did did you did you find anything on them or anything you find their bodies uh party members no uh, <laughs> okay well um you said you were headed to Lanier um it's it's getting dark you're, you're welcome to stay here for the night if you want um might make us feel comfortable having some people here um sure I don't know what we're going to do, though, um, tomorrow, but um, I have dinner cooking. Come on in. And she kind of ushers you to kind of come in, and, and she says, well, we'll heal some of those wounds for you as well. And she ushers Great. you into the house. Um, you go What's in. your name, by the way? <laughs> You've been so nice to us. My name is Mason, and these are my ah, children. Ah, yes, Mason. Jocelyn and John. And, um, you guys could travel games. to Lanier with us. No, not Lanier. No, Lanier. Yeah, yeah we're going to Lanier. Yep. Oh, that's right. Um, there may be, I don't know. You guys probably don't want to stay around here. All yeah. the horrors you've seen. Well, we're we're from Lanier, so we 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 have family there that we could stay with. So if if you could help us get there, that would be great. We'll travel. Absolutely. Least we could do. All right. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't get. It. All right. So you go in, and uh, she does have a nice little uh, warm cooked meal for you as you go in there. Um, she does tend your wounds, so we'll go ahead and you guys can do a long rest for sure because um, you're going to spend the night here. Um, the kids try to stay up late with you, and, and you know she says that they can try to stay up. And uh, Cassin, you try to continue to play a little song for them. Um, Rictus, you can't help but be homesick from this. Um, you know, seeing her and seeing the children, of course, you're having thoughts of your family um, back at home. And, you know, you're kind of wondering what's what they're up to. And, um, you know, you miss putting your kids to bed. You actually, when the kids do pass out, you carry them over to their beds and kind of tuck them in, just kind of give you some of that normalcy that you normally get um, back at home. And um, with that, that's kind of a night of uh, a merriment that you guys have. And um, dawn brings another day. And so you guys take your long rests. Get yourself uh, kind of souped up. We are going to see you go to level three as well, too. So you guys are going to oh. level up after this. But whoa, whoa, whoa. Just wait this kind of through this night, you kind of got that. But we don't need to worry about any of that right this second. Um, yeah. So it's a new day. So you guys ready to kind of head towards Lanier? Yep. Okay. Um, so it's not too far. I mean, it's half a day. Um, you travel the path. Nothing really um, interesting along the way. No creatures, no monsters. Um, but along the way, Cassian, you, you keep getting feelings that some, that you're being watched. Um, nobody else is getting it other, other than you. Um, give me a perception check. Okay. 25. 25. Okay. Um, so being that you are in the wilds, um, on the way there, um, 
you just keep getting the feeling constantly while you're there. And, and at one point, you kind of catch a little bit of movement off to the right. And you look, and you see kind of set way back this yellow, goldish kind of shimmering um, creature. I say creature. It's almost more kind of humanoid form sitting there. It doesn't look like it's really walking, though. It's kind of just like hovering, and it's just kind of looking at you. And it's just kind of wispy, kind of with the wind, its hair, kind of um, some leaves in that. But then it just kind of slowly seems to kind of go back and just kind of lose itself and almost like dissipate into the other fauna and, and trees. Um, as you guys continue on, you just keep feeling that, and, and you don't catch another glimpse of it, but it's only just that one time um, that you're able to catch a glimpse of of that. Um, about midday, you guys walk. You, you come to um, kind of the end of the trail that's within the wilds, and it kind of comes to an open area. Ahead of you is you can see the um, – rolling city of Lanier in front of you. Um, kind of off beyond it to the left, you can see the Emerald Coast because it is kind of a harbor city. Um, so you can see the the uh, ocean out there and some uh, boats and that ships that are out there kind of bringing things to the city. Um, there's a large wall, that uh, stone wall that kind of goes around the whole of the city. You can see kind of set way back in is uh, the ivory castle with kind of the big turrets on each side and the, you know, the towers of the ivory castle where king conrad berg um, currently sits on the throne Um, you can see some other kind of peaks of different buildings and that that are in there Um, there are some guards that are kind of in the front uh just standing there you know look kind of normal but you're kind of seeing there is some sort of bustle you know kind of a lot of people kind of gathering kind of out um doesn't look like there's anything uh you know no fighting or anything like that but there is kind of a lot of people out there and um as you approach one of the guards comes walking towards you and you think he's going to maybe say something to you as you're coming in, but he ushers you aside and he says, move over, move over, move over. And um, suddenly you hear some trumpets behind you on the trail. And one of the guards in the guard tower kind of shouts out, prisoner coming, prisoner coming through. And suddenly you see, or you hear trumpets from the guard tower as well. And then all the people that were gathered there start kind of forming this line, kind of leading into the city through the gate. And you can, when you turn around and hear where those trumpets were coming from, there's like a, a almost like a parade of, of uh, soldiers kind of marching. And there's a wagon that's there. And there's two horses kind of pulling this wagon. Um, and as it's getting a little bit closer, you can see there's a figure um, on the back of the wagon. And it's a cage, almost like a, a, a cell of some kind. And you see there's a figure um, in the back of that cage, um, a rather large figure. Um, you can see it's down on its knees, and he um, it looks like it's kind of like chained down. His hands are chained down, and he's just just sitting there. As it begins to draw a little bit closer, you see that it, there's a metal like muzzle kind of around its face, and you begin to see there's a black eye and and some blood kind of strewn across the gray skin of this just person that's kind of chained down. And as a wagon slowly begins to go by you. It just turns and looks looks at you, and you realize that it's Brachus that's on the back of this jail cell, and that's where we're gonna stop. Yeah, my boy. Oh, Brachus, <laughs> always in trouble. Poor guy. He's in trouble. So that's it for session two, guys. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, we will be back next week. Uh, back at it again. Until next time, everybody, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Woo!